What's up, everyone? This is Anthony Pompliano. Most of you know me as Pomp. You're listening to Off The Chain, simply the best podcast in crypto. Let's kick this thing off. The following interview is with John McAfee, who many of you will know as the founder of McAfee Software. I traveled from New York City to Exuma, Bahamas to record this interview in person on John's boat. There was no money exchanged and I paid for everything myself. While John has plenty of interesting ideas, some are also controversial. There are aspects of what John says that I agree with, and there are many that I vehemently disagree with. With that said, nothing that John states in this recording should be taken as an endorsement by me, Morgan Creek, or any of our affiliates. I felt it was important to allow John to tell his story in his own words, so the only editing that was done to this recording was for audio quality. Additionally, as you will hear, John's voice is a bit raspy from a bout with laryngitis, so you will have to focus to hear him in a few situations. I really enjoyed this conversation and found John to be kind, intelligent, raw, blunt, and passionate. I'll let you listen and draw your own conclusions. I hope you enjoy it. I'm sure a lot of you have used Kayak to find the best flight. Total's kind of like Kayak, but it don't find you no flights. It helps you find liquidity on decentralized exchanges and it optimally routes your trades for execution. So Kayak, you find flights. Total, they help you find liquidity. We should get Kayak on for this spot that I'm providing them, but Total instead is our advertiser and you should go visit total.com slash pomp. Again, that's total.com slash pomp and let them know that I sent you, tell them you love their product, Take a screenshot, tweet it at me. I'll drop you some fire emojis and then we'll all be happy. So total.com slash pomp. Anthony Pompliano is a partner at Morgan Creek Digital. All opinions expressed by Pomp or his guests on this podcast are solely their opinions and do not reflect the opinions of Morgan Creek Digital or Morgan Creek Capital Management. You should not treat any opinion expressed by Pomp as a specific inducement to make a particular investment or follow a particular strategy, but only as an expression of his opinion. This podcast is for informational purposes only. Guys, I'm here with uh, John McAfee. Flew all the way down to Exuma to uh, do an interview. Uh, thank you very much for having me come. Oh, thanks, guys, for having me. What's yeah. in out there, guys? <laughs> John is in uh, rare form and uh, and ready to go. Um, all right. So first, let's just talk about your background. I don't think a lot of people know. Uh, you started out working with NASA. Yeah. First, let's talk about my laryngitis, which started yesterday. Half of my team is here to talk for me. I'll talk as much as I can. <coughs> I started out what? NASA. NASA. No. 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 What did you do? I worked for um, <coughs> uh, for Univac. Univac. It was, yes. was Univac. The first computing company. Um, then IBM and then NASA. Okay. <coughs> and then what did you do after NASA? Just fucked around. I mean, <laughs> I never really worked hard. All right. Well, well, you eventually ended up at Lockheed Martin. Yes, that was right? a lot later. All right. And when you ended up at Lockheed Martin, uh, the brain virus, right? They basically sent that to you and said, hey, figure out how to stop this. Well, no. Actually, <clears throat> I was working on a black program. It's a program that doesn't exist. That's how crazy our fucking government is. Anyway, it's a great job. So... <clears throat> I had to get a, a top secret security clearance. They asked me questions like, did you ever fuck a goat? Did you ever cheat on your wife? Did you ever deal drugs? Well, I answered yes to everything except the goat fucking. So I thought, 
I'm going to get this. Two weeks later, it came through. And I think because they asked questions like, did you ever take drugs? Yes. What kind? Everything. Did you ever sell drugs? Yes. What kind? Everything. You can't blackmail me because I've got no fucking secrets. All right. And so what, what was the genesis for the idea for McAfee, the antivirus software? It was an accident. <clears throat> My brother-in-law read about the uh, Pakistani brain. I got a copy, looked at it, and said, well, fuck, this is easy. I came up with a solution to stop it, put it up on my bulletin board system, and, and forgot it. But then viruses became real, and so did the company. And so when, when you first started the company, though, you started while you were at Lockheed, yes. right? And then uh, when you went full-time, you were just selling it into corporations? What, they just didn't have any other solutions, or what? Well, I gave it free at first. I didn't want to deal with it. <clears throat> but I kept getting you know, hundreds of requests per day for help. So I just started a company, sold it to corporations. I made $11 million my first month. You made $11 million your first month? Yes. That's, you realize that's incredible, right? <laughs> Especially what is it's like late 80s? Uh, yes. $11 million in the late 80s, a lot more than $11 million today. Yeah, <laughs> All right, so you did that. And then you sold your stake in the company pretty early, right? Like before it became as big as it is today, why'd you do that? I was bored. You were bored? I was bored. All right. I mean, I enjoyed doing the technical stuff. <clears throat> I ended up doing staffing, board meetings, um, stockholders meetings. Oh, that's boring shit. Why should so I do that? Basically, you enjoyed the technical parts, but you didn't like the part of actually running the company. Oh, fuck no. No. All right, that's fair. I can't even run myself. All right. And and then uh, and then as you were, uh, after you sold the stake in the company, the internet bubble hit, right? Yeah. What, what was that like? What do you remember about the internet bubble in the late 90s? Okay, I remember meeting with both the, uh, the Yahoo people and the Google people. Okay. Well, they were still at home. Okay. The Yahoo uh, and the Google people, uh, why they're still at home? Who was it? Uh, the Chinese guy at um, Yahoo. I can't remember saying. Um, I stupidly did not invest in either. Okay, you didn't invest in either <laughs> Yahoo or Google. No. <laughs> All right. And and then how much of it is similar to what we saw in 2017 with the cryptocurrency boom versus differences in the internet boom and the cryptocurrency? <clears throat> All booms are the same. They're all the same? Yes. The, the, the people who can see ahead go, God damn, yep. this is going to run. And they invest. Others go, no, that can't happen. And they sell short. And then the real thing happens. Like Bitcoin, I don't care if it's a penny today, it's gonna to be $2 million very soon. So so even if Bitcoin's a penny today, you think it'll Why should it's I care? $2 million. Why should I care? Yeah, yeah, Because you're, because looking, you're looking out in the future. <clears throat> what's happening in the market has nothing to do with the reality of its value mm-hmm. in this way. I think that's fair. All right, and, and so as you're going through the internet boom, uh, you eventually start making a bunch of investments uh, in real estate, right? In the housing crisis? Well, some of it. Okay. What, so no, what did you... What, don't you believe get, everything you read. All right. Well, that's why I came Keep all the way mind. here to hear from you. <clears throat> I asked the New York Times to do that story. Okay. But, but what I did said, you do? I lost everything I had. Why? I had had 61 lawsuits at that time. 61. Because I named the company after my name. Don't ever do that, people. Don't, Stupidest thing you never fucking do. Don't, all right, so hold on. After the internet <clears throat> boom, you made a bunch of investments, right? Yes. Just talk about what, what were you investing in and why? Well, let's see. <clears throat> Some companies, 
my, my first one was Zone Labs. Okay. Um, which I co-founded, put in, I think, a million dollars. We sold it eight, eight months later for $400 million to Checkpoint Software. <laughs> that's that's incredible. It was my first investment. They were all the same. Okay. And then, but you also did non-tech investing? That was only investing. <clears throat> I built a whole bunch of really super cool houses. Okay. A bunch of really cool houses. I built some. <clears throat> Like I stole Frank Lloyd Wright's MS block, which he had poured in concrete. Yep. I had it carved, hand carved, out of sandstone and built a 50,000 square foot mansion with it. Wow. That was a piece of art. All right. That was not an investment. And then, and then that's what this story was talking about in terms of the housing crisis, basically. You well, basically, I wanted people to stop suing me. Got and it. the suing rate went down by 50%. So. At the time of the housing crisis, you had 61 lawsuits. And then once everyone realized, hey, he didn't have as much money as we thought he did, lawsuits disappeared. Yeah. yeah makes sense. They're back, of course. Yeah, yeah. Well, well so let's, let's talk about crypto. When did you first discover Bitcoin or crypto? 2011. 2011? And do you remember what that first, like, did somebody send you some Bitcoin or what, what was the... A guy named Jim Zaromsky, who had worked for me, had two or three different companies worked for me. Okay. Brilliant, brilliant technician. Said, uh, I'm, he called me and said, I'm mining, I'm mining. I go, well, good for you. <laughs> so 2011, somebody who worked for you basically said, hey, I'm mining cryptocurrency. He didn't work for me at that time. Oh, yeah, yeah, but he, but he had in the past. But he said, I'm coming to Belize. I go, well, great. He said, I'm coming to make you do something. I go, well, go, go, go ahead. What he, made, what, he, <clears throat> what he made me do was read Satoshi's white paper. Okay. So he makes you read the nine-page white paper, and what, what's your thoughts when you read it? <coughs> <coughs> Huh. I'm a mathematician. That's what my training is anyway. Yep. You went to what? I, Ro I, Roanoke College and got a math degree, right? Yeah, I went to Roanoke. I went to a lot of colleges. Roanoke, <coughs> Louisiana State, New York University, the University of Munich, all studying math. Ah, and Virginia Polytechnic. Okay. I have an honorary doctorate, that's all. Now, when I read the paper, I saw a thousand years in the future. Instantly. Okay. Which is why I don't give a shit what Bitcoin is. <laughs> I know, I know. <clears throat> I know where cryptocurrency is going. And, and so when you read the white paper, what do you do first? You just, you know that, hey, this is the future. And then do you make investments? Do you start mining? What, what did you do first? Nothing. Nothing? I'm retired. <laughs> I'm just, right. I just saw where it was going. Okay. <clears throat> Jim was mining and making a fortune. That was before, <clears throat> that was before the ASIC miners. Yep. Before Jihan Wu, yep. Who, by the way, the most humble motherfucker on this planet. And when people throw stones at him, I want to gouge your fucking eyes out. I'm telling you the truth. He is one of my best friends. Humble, sweet, nice, brilliant. I don't think he's ever slept with a woman or left home. However, a nice guy. So you're talking about Jihan Wu, who's the CEO of Bitmain, right? Yeah. Um, and, and so. What was the first thing eventually you did in crypto? Because you're known as a huge crypto bull. So you see the future early, 2011, 2012. What was the first <coughs> investment you made? You bought a million dollars of Monero. Wow. Why, why Monero first? Privacy. Privacy? Because you're a huge proponent of these privacy coins. Listen, right? <coughs> do you realize, people, most of you don't. If you send me an Ethereum or a Bitcoin or a millionth of one, Forever after, 
I see everything in your wallet. What comes in, what goes out, when, how much, to whom. Is that rational? <laughs> no. So what we're talking about is once somebody sends you a non-privacy-based coin, yes. you know what their yeah. wallet is and you can for, watch everything forever. forever. Every transaction forever. Okay. So I, I, I agree with you. I agree with you that there are certain downsides to that, right? Now <laughs> certain downsides. <laughs> people, do you listen to this man? Certain downsides? I mean, certain downsides to losing your dick, right? <laughs> but it, so, but bef- when you first started uh, with the security software, right, before yes. the internet was really popular, there was, a, <clears throat> there was a huge debate around encryption. And eventually the proponents of encryption won. And now we have a more private internet today because of encryption. Do you think that every coin will adopt the privacy no, no, no. features? <coughs> yes, every coin doesn't need privacy. Okay, so you- Bitcoin, music coin. I don't want that to be private, right. especially if I'm successful. Wait, you don't want, so you think that some coins will have privacy, some coins don't need it. And of so course. what about Bitcoin some, specifically? You think that Bitcoin will eventually <coughs> adopt the privacy aspects? No, I don't. No. Okay. However, Bitcoin will be our standard. It's going to be the gold standard. Okay, so you think Whatever. that you think that Bitcoin becomes the future gold standard of the global reserve currency, yes. right? <coughs> and then there are other coins that have very specific privacy features that are there for a reason. Yeah, I, you know the best privacy coins. I'm sorry. What am I doing? <laughs> Apollo, I think number number one. Um, SafeX is a great coin. All right, it's uh, no fucking letters. Apollo, SafeX, Monero, Zcash, all of them. I didn't say Zcash. No, no Zcash. All right, all right, Monero. <laughs> you must have a lot of Zcash, right? Huh? You must have a lot. I have no Zcash. Yeah, yeah. All right. What, what do people want to know? What? Uh, where are your investments today? What? What, what do you hold? Nothing. The cryptocurrencies. Nothing. First of all, I own nothing. You own nothing. All right. Now this boat, this watch I have a piece of paper for is on loan <laughs> from a jeweler in Aptos. Show them show the watch. All right. Nice. Oh, it's, nice. A, it's a Bell and Ross. Bell and Ross. All right. Basically, you, you, you own nothing. Nothing. And, and so as you think of crypto, right, Bitcoin becomes the global reserve currency. What's... What do you think we have to do to get to the point where crypto is pervasive across the world, right? What are the things that have to happen for mass adoption to occur? You have to have a better interface so that grandmothers, plumbers, shoemakers, and people who don't even speak English can interact. All right, so basically, for the adoption to occur, you need better user experiences, user interfaces. Absolutely. Why should I look at a string of X, Y, one, two, Q? Fuck me. No, I want to send something to mom. Yep. Give me mom. So basically, basically every mass mass adoption user is going to need that user interface that they're used to on the internet, right? They're not going to actually understand all the cryptography and all that stuff. What, what do you think government's response is as this stuff becomes the standard, right? If, if all of a sudden Bitcoin becomes uh, the, well, if, the global reserve Bitcoin currency. becomes standard, I don't give a shit. You don't think the governments care? No, because they can trace it. They can trace it. But, but do you think it threatens anything that they're doing? Like, do you think that oh, governments feel threatened by it? Yeah, of course. But they're far more threatened by what I've been saying for five fucking years. Okay, what's that? Privacy and distributed exchanges. You think that privacy and distributed exchanges are more of a threat than Bitcoin is to governments? Oh, fuck yes. Okay. Because if we have a true distributed exchange, and by the way, <clears throat> I think that SwitchDex is the first one that actually has one. Okay. All right. And the privacy coin, how do they shut you down? 
Mm-hmm. They can't. They can't shut you down from exchanging because the distributed exchange or decentralized right. exchange. And in the privacy, they can't track you. They can't track you. Got it. And you think those are the two biggest threats to government? Oh, fuck yes. That's right. why they're after me. So, so they promote it. I tell people, listen, this is how you avoid paying taxes. This is how you avoid the burden of government. All right. And so one of the things that is possible is yeah. that these decentralized exchanges become the dominant way that people exchange privacy coins. What's a government's response to that? Or do they just not have one? Well, if they sponsor legislation, make it illegal. But then, what are you smoking? <laughs> he said You're smoking something illegal. <laughs> <laughs> Is the government stopping you? They can't. It's the same fucking thing. Yeah, you yeah. can't legis- legislate some things. Like, you know, your, your brother's shooting up heroin. <laughs> I mean... <laughs> um, so... Because do what you want to do. Yeah, yeah. So governments just can't some st- stop some things. You talked about the fact that <clears throat> that the governments are upset that you're promoting some of this, right? I think a lot of people in crypto know that um, you're doing coin of the day, all the promotional tweets and stuff. I've been doing that for a year. What, yeah. So, so talk about like what was the genesis of the idea of doing that, and uh, and, and how does that all work, right? Did you uh, <clears throat> just get a bunch of inbound requests and then you pick the ones that you like, or what? Uh, no, no. Well, yeah, I get thousands a day. You won't believe. People ask me to promote or to look at. I can't even pronounce them in a day. Let alone look at <laughs> so, <clears throat> just so many requests for the yeah, and, and, and some of them were so fucking good, like SafeX. Yep. And it was just simply, hey guys, take a look at this. If we're all using this, we'd be in Fat City. Got it. Just, that's all. And then, the- but then the problem is every time I did that. The price of the coin would triple. <laughs> would triple, yeah. and then people would get mad at you. And they get mad at me. Yeah, yeah. And so, but when you did these promotional tweets, uh, people were paying you for them, right? How did you yeah. come up with how much they should pay you? What the market would bear. Which is whatever people were willing to pay. I started a million dollars per tweet. And if they said no, I'd say half a million. <laughs> All right, so you started a million, half a million, and then most people, what they pay you? Like 100 grand? 150. 150 that's grand? That's what I for a while. Yeah, that's not bad. They started in line. Yeah, they stood in line and you yes. got paid one hundred fifty thousand dollars to send out a yes. two hundred eighty character tweet. Yes, you, you realize that's crazy, right? No, no. He's John fucking. Listen, <laughs> I've been sued two hundred times. How many times? Law two hundred. Two hundred. Over two hundred. Over two hundred. Lawyers yeah. are crazy. That's that's probably true. In many cases, that's definitely true. Yes. Right. No. So no, I'm not crazy. No, no, no. You're not. But the <laughs> fact that people are the fact that people are willing to pay that much <clears throat> money right means that yes. you have a lot of influence. Okay, my most expensive lawsuit was a, a, a wrongful death okay. involving my nephew. Okay. He was flying an airplane that took off from a piece of property allegedly owned by me. Okay. In an airplane allegedly owned by me. <clears throat> Crashed, killed himself and his passenger. I was sued by the same people who got $50 billion from the Libyan suit, Kreindler and Kreindler. Eight years, $11 million in legal fees that I had to pay. And what do they want from you? Why, why are they suing you? For the wrongful death. My, my, my nephew took off in an airplane from a, a, a runway allegedly owned by me in an airplane allegedly owned by me. Mm-hmm. Wrongful death. Just like this last thing with the fall. They got $25 million. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So they're just coming after you. That's crazy. Yeah. yeah. Do, do, what was the response for the, to to the promotional tweets? Do you think people liked it? Didn't they like loved it? it. They loved it. Well, well, people who were in other coins didn't. 
yeah, yeah. People basically, if you talked about their coin, they liked it. But people like, yeah. who were in other coins didn't like it. Got it. Do you, do you feel like uh, you would keep doing it, or do you think that it, hey, there was a point in time where the promotional tweets were important, and then now they're just not not as important? I stopped a year ago. You stopped a year ago. Why did yeah, you stop? But I got too much fucking slack. Oh, people were too upset. Oh, they were seriously upset. Do you regret that you did it? No. No. Did I tell people what I thought? Yeah. So you just felt like these are good things. I still do it. You know, people go, "Oh, he's getting paid for this." Well, maybe, maybe not. But I promise you, I'm not promoting them unless I fully believe that this is a thing. And I'll frequently go, "Hey, they contact me and say, God damn, you've got a great and a great concept. If you need me, I'll charge you half price." Got it. So basically, you're only promoting things that you fully believe in, and then and then you say to them, "Hey, I'll charge you only if I believe in it." I get, I'll, I'll show you after this. I get ten to twenty requests per day for people begging me to promote the coins. Yeah, I take one out of maybe two hundred. All right, that's good. Let's talk about politics. You're running for president. I am. That's what you said. Are you? Are, are you shutting the campaign down? No, I'm, I'm not really running for president. I mean. We got signs everywhere. Oh, where's my mask? Oh, yeah. All right. So, so, but you're you've got this platform, right? And you're able to push a campaign. Let's say that uh, if you were to actually run, what's the playbook to beat John, Donald Trump? What does a candidate need to do to to win to be president today? I don't care, and neither should you. Neither should anybody. Why? Do you think that Donald Trump or Hillary Clinton? or JFK resurrected from the dead is gonna matter? No, fuck you people. It has nothing to do with the personality. It has, oh, you scared me. <laughs> it has to do with the structure. Okay. And the existing state of our government. Number one, we don't know what the truth is. We get lied to while they spy on us. Do they not? Do you think, if I'm on your podcast, You'd better turn in your phone and get, get a new one because you're going to be tapped by the feds, by, by the FBI, the NSA, the CIA. Do you know them all well? Do you think that everyone, <clears throat> do you think that every American is just operating under the assumption that we're all being spied on? God, I hope so because it's the truth. Yeah. There is no privacy. I mean, do, do you so think that's easy. true in every country, though? No. No. You think there's some countries where they're not actually spying on all the citizens? Absolutely. Yeah. What, yeah. what country would you say is the best when it comes to privacy and non-surveillance? Poland. Poland. Yeah. It's pretty. It's pretty. I'm not going to do any Poland jokes to explain why, but Poland, yes. Yeah. France. Yeah. So you think that there's a bunch of European countries for the most part? I didn't that, say European. I just yeah. give you two examples from Europe. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Poland, and France. Poland, France, uh, India, India, Pakistan. Yeah. There's a four. So when I told people I was coming to interview you, I asked for questions. And a lot of people want to know your thoughts on uh, issues around politics and around being the president. So I'm going to read off <coughs> Go a ahead. couple of topics and you tell you us bet. your thoughts, right? You bet. Uh, on the wall and immigration. I have no clue. Neither do you. Neither does Trump, probably. Seriously, we don't know the exact numbers. Mm -hmm. We don't know statistics. We don't know what the truth of anything. We are fed a bunch of lies that are collated and polished by the CIA, checked off by the NSA, and every Monday when Trump is deciding who to murder in the Middle East, checked off by him. What, what is, forget all the numbers and forget all of that stuff, just if you look, think about immigration in general, should the US have open borders, closed borders? What should, be, what should the approach be if you're, <clears throat> what, what would you uh, set the standard at? Well, 
I'm fully in line with John Lennon, who goes, imagine there's no country. Fuck me. Why should an imaginary line prevent someone from taking a step from one part to another part of the desert or the mountain or the fucking river? Please. Yeah, so you think that the, the borders being uh, these imaginary lines on a map actually are huge problems, and if we just okay. get rid of them, yeah. Yes. I'm sorry, what am I doing? Nothing. Just for your throat. For your throat, darling. Why? For your throat. God, I'll take it first. Give it here. <laughs> no, I, I Okay, here's something. All right. For the first four years of our marriage, okay. yes. and, and even now, <clears throat> if someone hands me a drink, I never drink it. Why? Someone cooks me a meal, I never... Explain, please. Oh, because because um, <laughs> oh, because we have to make sure that no one's trying to slip him a Mickey, you know, and take his body. <laughs> now, Janice knows for a fact people have been trying to stick me yes, Mickey, right? Yes. Why? Do we have to tell the story? Yes. I'm well, all right, all right. Well, because I was once one of those that was um, hired to do the same to John, so that's why. All yes. Right. So I was hired to. Um, well, I was um, persuaded what under threat of honey, my, it's and, honey whiskey. and whiskey for your throat. Okay. Right? Um, to um, under threat of my children being harmed, I had to God. do certain things to help um, those that wanted to collect John collect himself. Now, not being an idiot, I knew all of this while it was happening. Right. However, the joke is, he goes, oh, "I'll drink it first for three <laughs> years if she touched anything." I ain't touching it. Put that shit in my body. Oh, man. Yes. Even before she came clean, yes? Yes. I'm not stupid. I'm 73 for a reason. The entire world's been trying to kill me for 48 years. <laughs> All right, let's go back to the political stuff. What about? What do you think political about stuff. the financial regulation on Wall Street? <laughs> oh, God Here's the issue, people. You are living in a soup bowl of shit. You know nothing about the truth because the government has misled you. You're living lives of slaves, getting up in the morning, commuting an hour to work, working in some airless, joyless fucking office, nine hours a day, five days a week, the rest of your fucking life, and you compete for that? You want it? You want to be a higher level slave? No, fuck me. This is your life. And instead of looking at your life, you want to ask me about financial regulations on Wall Street? What the fuck does that have to do with your life? Nothing. Wake the fuck up. And you too. (laughs) (laughs) I'm awake. I came all the way here to talk to you. All right. Let's talk about uh, the war on drugs, because I know that you've got a bunch of ideas here. I'll talk about that. All right. All right. War on drugs. So. Uh, first of all, that affects me. Okay. De- decriminalization of marijuana, <clears throat> all in, right? You fully believe that we should decriminalize marijuana? <clears throat> Let me answer all questions in this relevance. All right. Our bodies and our minds belong to us, not the government. What possible cause could anybody have to say, John, don't smoke that weed? Don't drink that booze. Do not shoot out that heroin. And for God's sake, whatever that lab in China just sent you, and you're the first person in the world to take it, don't do it. It's my body. It's my mind. What I put into both is mine. Nothing can ever change that. Think about it. All the laws in the world. <clears throat> when America passed the, the abolition, made alcohol illegal, 
Did it stop? Fuck no. We consumed more, <clears throat> more alcohol during that period than in every period in our history. You can't stop people from smoking weed, from fucking at the age of 17, from taking whatever they want to fucking do, because that is people. Governments do not understand you cannot legislate actions which involve the relationship between you and yourself. And so your whole thing here is the personal freedom should trump everything else, correct? Without it, what is it? You're not alive. Yeah. Without personal freedom, who are we? So, so let me ask this then. So, so I generally agree that personal freedom should be uh, the standard. But what do you think to the people who say the things that you do don't just affect you, they affect other people, right? If you go and you take a bunch of drugs and then all of a sudden uh, you're driving and you run into somebody or you do something crazy and somebody gets hurt, right? How, where's the line in terms of what affects you versus <laughs> affecting other people? Would you please analyze what you just said? <laughs> I told you I was going to ask the question. Then you answer what you want. What this man said was, if I shoot up heroin, I'm going to kill somebody. No. What he should say is, what might be just influenced what is. Please, God, what might be. What happens if I don't take heroin and I'm not, not calm and I'm angry and I shoot somebody? Christ Almighty, you can't let what might happen influence any fucking decision you ever make. Please, God, people, know what might be could be anything. What is is the fact that you have control of your body. If you choose to use that body to shoot somebody or to love somebody or to sleep or to take drugs, we cannot control the entire fucking world. We can't make our lives safe. Life is not safe, I promise you. This guy, spy. Spy, come here. Please. So John, John, part of of John's security team, Spy, is here. Spy, introduce yourself. Uh, Spy. Tell him why you called Spy. Uh, Been stabbed in the eye. He's been stabbed in the eye. How many times have you been shot? Three times. Three times. So Spy's been stabbed in the eye and shot three times. So Spy can promise you, for him, life is not safe. And I can promise you, for me, my life is far less safe than Spy's. And I think he will agree. Life is not safe. If you try to make it safe, you kill it. You kill that energy which invigorates and creates joy and bliss and mystery. What mystery is there in knowing that, ah, I'm safe. No one's going to shoot me, fuck me in the ass without without Vaseline. No, life is fine. Let, That's let me, no life. Let, let me ask you this question. I, I, I would say that you've lived life to the fullest more than 99% of other people, right? Do you have any regrets in life? <laughs> None. None? None. Not, not even this woman here. <laughs> All right. All right. What, what do you, uh, if you're president, what do you do with space travel? Should, well, should we go? First and foremost, if I'm president, <laughs> we're in an alternate universe. Okay? <laughs> <laughs> and I can't tell you. Um, no, I'm not here to be president. I'm here. Listen, who cares who's president if we're still slaves, if we're still lied to, if we have no truth? How do I make fucking decisions without facts? 
No, I'm here just to say one thing. Look at yourself now. Look at yourself now. Are you happy in this commuting existence with your job, with your spouse, paying taxes, having the bank own your car, your house? Does this make you happy? If so, God bless you, please, and write me and tell me how you did it. But if you're not, then stop trying to fix it by going off on some tangent that has nothing to do with it. Because politics has got nothing to do with your current suffering or situation or discomfort. It's your lack of understanding of you. As applied to politics, please God see that you don't understand anything about the people you have elected. I have one suggestion. Vote them all out. Get derelicts from the fucking street. It'll be better. There'll be no power structure that we'll have to worry about. Please God, just see the truth. We have a hundred years of corruption growing inside a government designed to serve us. When is the last time the government served you? Seriously served you? They look like they are our masters. <clears throat> they are our servants. Please, God, will you get that through their heads? You serve me as a congressman. You serve me as a president, which is why I don't want to be a fucking president. I don't like working for people. What, what do you think about uh, different mind-altering drugs? What, what, what is uh, the things that you use on a daily basis to go to the places that you want? All right. I get this question a lot. <laughs> Obviously. People say, what's the best drug? For what? For self-analysis? For sleep? For sex? For introspection? For loving your neighbor? Fuck me, I don't know, tell me what for. I don't have a favorite. I've taken every drug known to man. I don't advise it, by the way, which is why I'm so crazy. But still, um, drugs... What are drugs? I mean, they are substances that influence either the body or the mind in one way or the other. This is a fucking drug. You try not drinking water for a week and you drink water. You'll see what the drug is. Yeah. No, we do it constantly and so do all animals. All animals do this. They go to those things which alter their perceptions of their surroundings and more importantly, of themselves. So, I can't answer that question. Give me a specific instance. What, bath salts. <laughs> you know what? Here, here, here's why I'm asking, ready? I think that a lot of people hear about bath salts, they read about these crazy stories, etc. They've got no clue what a bath salt is, they don't know how <clears throat> it works, what it does to your mind, etc. Okay, what is a bath? a bath salt is not a class of drug, okay. or a an experience, bath salts is the name given to every new research chemical, which is mind-altering. Okay. Period. Why bath salts? Because you used to be able to buy them legally in head shops, packaged as bath salts. People in the know would go, hey, have you tried MDPD? Yeah, they've got them in the salts now. Good. So you go by the MDPD bath salts, which will say, put one-tenth of one milligram in the bath water. <laughs> right? Stir and sit, sit in it. Well, that we, adults are tens of milligrams. That's the standard dose. 
what does it do when you take them in, in terms of the, <laughs> it's, the mental it's, impact? It's, what if you took dope and packaged it bath salts? It wouldn't change dope. Because bath salts is a way of selling a legal drug. You can't sell it, even though it's legal, and say, snort it or shove it up your ass or inject it. No. Put it in the bath and sit in the bath. You can tell them to do that. Yeah. That's how it got its name. That's all. Yeah. It's crazy. You can sell LSD as a bath salt. Right? Take 100, 100 mics, dissolve it in your tub, and sit in it. No, it means take 100 mics, put it on your tongue. Mm-hmm. That's all it means. It's just a way of coding. It's, it's just a it's different vernacular for it's certain drugs. That's it. Got it. All, right. all drugs. So, all right. So, so let's switch from drugs to just more general questions in terms of when you think of your life, are you happy? <laughs> as happy as anybody. You seem I'm happy. I am very happy. I was saying, what was happening? It was a horrific day for everybody else. I was having a fucking blast. What were we doing? Your leg got hurt. Oh, yeah. yeah I tore my tendon after that. It was a bad day for the tendon, but still, I jumped off the boat, tore my Achilles tendon. It was a bad day for everybody except me. So the, I had a wonderful fucking time. What, what John's describing is we're having to do the interview on the boat because as he was jumping off the boat the other night, uh, he tore his Achilles tendon, but still had a good day. Yeah, fucking it's awesome. Right? What, what is the average day? Like, what do you do every day? Because <laughs> right. you're, you're enjoying life. Know, you're living your life. What, what, what do you spend your, your day doing? I just don't have an average day. You don't have an average day. I wake up in the morning, people go, what are we doing today? I don't know yet, I haven't had coffee. <laughs> Seriously, that's my day. The, every person that I've met loves you and says similar things around how much fun you're having. The other ones I paid money to. <laughs> <laughs> that's fair. Uh, what, what would you say to the people online specifically that say negative things or the haters, etc.? What, what do they not understand about you that you wish that they understood? <clears throat> Number one, I love you all. No matter what you feel about me, I don't care how much you trash me. You're my species. You're no different than me. You love. You have dreams and hopes. Generous, compassionate, gentle, loving. You are also hateful, lying, fearful, greedy. We are a mixed fucking bag, and we're all in the same bag. So if you're operating from one part of your bag, which is I hate you, I understand fully I've been there. I love you. So let's get that straight. I don't give a shit what you think of me, because you can't touch me. What you say about me can't touch me. Even shooting at me generally doesn't touch me. You have to be you. And if you are a troll, I love you, dude. It's a good one. I love you even more. End of story. I love that you love the trolls. They, they all come around eventually. Oh, is it? Right. right, right. <laughs> um, all right. So you've run into a bunch of legal trouble. What, what, what's the whole situation? You've got everything from taxes to this Netflix documentary. <clears throat> what's your thoughts on all the legal stuff? I ignore everything legal now. You ignore everything legal? Everything. Lawsuits, legal oh, lawsuits. If I find the government's coming after me, I move like I did. The lawsuits I throw in the trash can. Mm-hmm. What, it makes no difference. So, so this Netflix documentary exploded. Everyone was talking about it for a while. Did you yep. watch it? No. No, you didn't watch it? Why should I watch it? I live in these fucking shoes. What am I going to learn from it? Well, no, it was a waste of time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I've never watched anything like that only. Got it. All right, so you didn't watch it. And then you've consistently over the last what maybe 10 years you've moved between 
Belize, Guatemala, the U.S., now in the Bahamas, etc. How much of it is you just don't want to deal with all the legal issues to just you're living your life and these are places that you want to move to? Well, number one, the John answers. Well, no, none of it was that. <laughs> all right, so no, not, Janice, you, you answered. Been back from Guatemala. Since he's been back from Guatemala, all of the moving around has been because because of um, uh, the Sinaloa cartel. The Sinaloa cartel after after him, and, and so um, and, and I'm with him. Yes, and and so I had a handler that was actually working close with the cartel, the cartel. that um, was introduced to me through my pimp, and so that's how I got involved in trying to do harm to John, and so you know over time, eventually he he was able to get me out of that situation, but the move that we had to do was because people found out where we lived and so there were attempts there so we had to move and to safer to safer places what what's the most dangerous situation you've been in uh the most seriously the most dangerous happened on december 13th 2012 december 13th 2012 i was sitting i was in a coffee shop just got out of prison in guatemala got back to miami Having a cup of coffee. Last thing in the world I was thinking about was women. Why? Because I was in the Guatemalan jail with money. I had more pussy than God. I mean, and I couldn't, I didn't speak Spanish well enough to understand the television station. So all I could do was fuck. I was happy to be without a woman. By the way, all the other pimps are being a grocer. This is how it works in other countries. Very reasonable. You go to jail, you, get, you want women, you get women. You want drugs, you get drugs. Why not? Got money. So in any case, I'm sitting in a coffee shop, two o'clock in the morning, just got out of prison, going, God damn, but the thing I did not have is good coffee, instant coffee in the country that produces the best coffee in the world. Why couldn't the guards make me real coffee? They had to buy a machine. There's nowhere to put the fucking machine. Anyway, it doesn't matter. And so this woman comes up and <laughs> wonders if I want sex. I go, Please, God. First I said, what did I say? Tell them. I asked for cigarettes. Yes. And... Um, as you were lighting my cigarette, you said, what are you girls doing out here drugging and rolling old men? To which I responded, we don't use drugs. So and she told me who she was, I told her who I was. That was it. We've been, together, love every we've been together every day since. I forgot the fucking question. So the most dangerous day of your oh, life was the day and this one was the day you met her. Yes. Awesome. <laughs> All right. Uh, you made a, at the time, very popular Bitcoin price prediction. That yes. it's going to half a million. <clears throat> then you went to a million dollars. I'm considering going to two. But You're considering going not. to two million, but you said a million dollars by yeah. 2020 or you'd eat your dick. Yeah, this right? Yes. All right. Sticking by it? Fuck yes. All right. Here, two questions for you that everyone really wants to know. One, are you going to do it on national television? Well, it depends. I mean, because when I'm going to have my... Listen, I don't do work myself. <laughs> okay. Everybody knows that. Yes. I subcontract it out. You don't do work yourself, all right? I'm too lazy. So that, just in case I'm wrong, I already have that subcontracted out. There is a place in Bangkok, one of the most beautiful prostitutes in the world, that can suck dick for hours, sometimes days. So I've contracted with 30 of them on a relay team with the instructions to keep trying until I die, all right? Really? Yes. <laughs> Why would you? Why, why would you go up to two million dollars? Doesn't fucking matter, does it? I'll get my dick sucked forever. <laughs> <laughs> All right, that's fair. What, what, what do you think is going to happen to Bitcoin's price? Do you really think it's going to go to a million, two million in the next couple of years? Oh, a million, yeah, a million, maybe not two, but a million. Listen, 
Please God, run the fucking numbers. Do you realize that while Bitcoin is going up in value, its price has been going down? What's going to happen when the reality kicks in and everybody's fucking using it and it's really worth a billion dollars a fucking coin? Because really, if it's the universal currency, that's its goddamn value. There's only 21 million of them. Four million of them are seriously lost forever. Please God, run those numbers. Yeah. So your, your whole argument well, here don't is that- do they teach math in school anymore? The, the funda- your, your argument is the fundamental value continues to increase regardless of where the price goes. And yes. the price has to catch up to the value. Yes, yes, yes. Please God. Yeah. I think, I think that's fair. <laughs> All right. Before I wrap up, I always ask uh, wrap up. R- rapid fire questions. Fucking paid listen, but listen, by the, by the way, your voice is hold up, held yes, up great. Yes, You're yes. doing a great job. Uh, what's the most important company in crypto? Bitmain. Bitmain. Wait, why Bitmain? Because of Jihan? <clears throat> okay. So I start off by saying that Jihan, number one, he's the most humble man I've ever fucking met. He's also the smartest. Do you realize that Bitcoin is nothing more than a stepping stone? It was a hobby for him. That the S9 <clears throat> and everything that he has done, really a hobby. His true interest is artificial intelligence. And that son of a bitch has built an ASIC processor, an AI ASIC processor, that when I looked at it, I go, I'm in the presence of God. So I don't give a shit what people think about him, why they say he's controlling, he's got too much power. Well, fuck me. Who cares? It's in the hands of a humble motherfucker. Yeah. You know, thank you, lucky stars. What's the most controversial thought you have in crypto? What's the one thing you believe that everyone else would disagree with you on? Your Bitcoin prediction price? No, fuck <laughs> no. Um, that crypto <clears throat> will bring change and turbulence into our economy, our society, our beliefs, into our personal relationships, and certainly into our awareness of ourselves and what power really is that will make the industrial revolution look like a kindergarten sandbox game. I cannot put into words what's coming down this pike. I see it. There are no fucking words for it. Just like there's no word for meme before meme appeared. So I can't tell you. I see it. And I promise you it is coming. It is coming. And be strong and survive and bring that joy and freedom into your life, which comes along with this. What's the one regulation you would change or improve? I think that the prime one, the regulation that says other people can regulate. Mm-hmm. You just get rid of regulation in general. I wanted it in for. Yeah, that's fair. What uh, what's the most important book you've ever read? Charles Darwin's Origin of Species, hands down. Why? Fuck me. <laughs> I'm gonna tell you why. Number one, I am the only person in my field of acquaintances in my entire fucking life who's read it. Why did I read it? Well, I was living in a van in Mexico for a year. I was desperate to read. I mean, try camping on these fucking backwoods Mexican trailer parks. Fuck me, it's boring. I wanted a book. The only English language book I could fucking find was in Guadalajara. Charles Darwin's 
origin of species, then by means of natural selection, I go, fuck me, at least it's English. I read it cover to cover three times. It's going to be an entire year. Wow. That book, I promise you, the people I'm talking to, how many people I'm talking to today? Two, four, six, doesn't matter. <laughs> if any of you have read it cover to cover, email me, McAfeeNomad at gmail.com. McAfeeNomad at gmail.com. So your email is. And I will fly to you and spend the week talking to you. Unless you're in America. Unless you're in America, I can't, I can't go there. So I might have to pe- pe- people who have read Charles Darwin's Origin of Species cover to cover should, should email you at McAfeeNomad at, at gmail.com. And if I can't come to you, I'll bring you to me because I've never met a single human. Who's read the book? Who's read the book? Oh, Ever. We all talk about, oh, yeah, I don't, I, you know, evolution, I know all about it. Bull fucking shit, you don't know anything. So you know before. nothing. Read the beauty. I mean, I had tears in my eyes. And I was a young man with beautiful women. Shouldn't have had tears in my eyes, should I? But I did. Reading this fucking book. The beauty, the insights, the depth. God damn. If he was here today, I would give everything that I own, which is nothing anyway, and just to say hi to him. Before I finish and let you ask me a question, my last question is always about aliens. Yes. You believe in aliens? <laughs> I am one. <laughs> <laughs> you are one. <laughs> are you the only alien or do you think there's other aliens? We are all aliens in this boat. Why? <clears throat> because I don't care who you are, what you look like, what your sex is, what your age is. You are unique. There's nobody like you. There's never been anybody like you. And there never will be anyone like you. You are one of the unique creatures, things, sparks of life created for you. For you. Would you rather go to the depths of the ocean or go to space? Which one are you more scared of? I don't want to go out the way. You don't want to go to either one. <laughs> You're the first person who didn't pick. People, people go. Where would you like to go most? I'd like to go back to some Bangkok whorehouse. That's why they don't have a party in those places. <laughs> All right. Before we end, what one question do you have for me? <laughs> Why the fuck did you come all the way down here just to talk to me? Because I wanted you to tell your story in your words. Fair enough. I, I think there's a lot of people who are <laughs> who are super interested in what you got to say, but no one gives you a platform to just say what you believe. I don't need a platform. I, I didn't bar up here and force people to listen to my goddamn platform. You, you do. So, so for those listening, we are in uh, Exuma, Bahamas. And uh, and we walked up to the bar. And, and I showed you pictures of me telling the bar, right? And you actually are a bartender, <coughs> a bartender. in your uh, in your spare time these days. Yes. All right. Yes. So I I always have somebody listening. Another word from our sponsors at Total. They're kind of like kayak, which helps you find the best flights. But Total helps you find liquidity by aggregating decentralized exchanges and optimally routing trades for execution. Remember, that's Total.com/pomp. T-O-T-L-E dot com slash pomp. Go check it out. Let me know what you think. Tweet at me. I'll drop you some fire emojis. Total.com slash pomp. Hey, everyone. Pomp here. If you like this episode of Off the Chain and want to help us take crypto to the top of the Apple, Spotify, and other podcast charts, please do us a favor and rate, review, and subscribe. 
to review, simply go to the Off The Chain homepage, scroll down until you see the five blank stars. Taking 15 seconds to fill those stars in and leave a quick review goes a long way in helping us take the entire crypto ecosystem to the top of the charts. I appreciate you listening and see you next time on Off The Chain.